This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And welcome into another off-season edition of Spits and Suds. So glad you can be with us. It's hot outside, but trust me, before we know it, the ice will be nice and cool here in DFW as the stars take the ice in just a few months. And joining me, as he always does, from EP Ringside, Shap Shots from his book, We Win Here, D Magazine, it's Sean Shapiro. How are you, my friend? I'm doing uh, really well. It's uh, it's a good Friday in July, and uh, to be, I know this is a hockey show, but uh, been a fun week. I had a went, went and saw a kind of baseball royalty yesterday. I was there for the the Shohei Otani showing yeah. for the doubleheader, and it's uh, just kind of one of those things where it's just kind of cool to see as a sports fan. So I know this is a hockey show, but uh, well. You, Actually, that was topic number one. Yeah. That was was topic number one. So did you, I mean, because it is odd to see natural doubleheaders. Usually it's day night. So that's cool. My dad used to take me some doubleheaders when I was a kid and just so memorable. I was eating it all up. Uh, You know, I, I couldn't wait for that second game to start. I loved watching the lineup changes and what we had in store for the second game. So tell, tell, tell me, you know, your day, you know, who you went with and what it was like seeing you Darvish. Yeah, it was, uh, well, not you Darvish. We all, we've, we've seen you Darvish. Shohei Otani. (laughs) My bad. That's, uh, that's funny. Um, but so I actually went with, uh, one of the, someone who's actually a good listener of the program, uh, uh, Alex Pisani, who is, uh, Alex has, uh, been a longtime reader and listener. And, uh, so him and I went to the, went to the game and, uh, for the, uh, one o'clock start, we, uh, it was, uh, Otani was starting the first game. We had pretty good seats, pretty good view. I mean, it was a one o'clock game on a Thursday. So it was kind of one of those, those weird net, one of those naturally weird crowds where it's like, you definitely have some people who are there, but it's also during the work day. And one of the things I love about the, natural double header was so of course before the during during first couple innings i crushed a bag of peanuts and everything like that but with the knowing that you've got another game and knowing there's no seventh inning call last call for uh for beer and everything like that like we sat and watched you know, the new pitch is also a testament to the new pitch clock, which has made the game go faster, but did not get up the entire from from pitch one to the final out did not get up. It was great. Just sat and watched the whole game, enjoyed it after the game, after game one, able to meander back, have have, have a beverage and then go back and start watching game two. I, I, I It's such a 
great relaxing experience because all of you don't feel like, well, I got to get this done. I got to, I got to go get this hot dog. Now I have to do this now during game one. No, you have, there's a whole nother game. They're not kicking you out of the park. It's such a great setup. And uh, it's something obviously you don't get in any other sports. You're not getting the natural doubleheader in any other sports for with, with two gate with uh, you're not, you're not getting two stars games back to back like that. So embrace it. I, I, it's a lot of fun. And then to see, um, to see, to see kind of one of the best do something in any sport is always really cool for me. Like it's whether you're a big baseball nerd or not and or whatever, like to me to kind of see, to watch, um, that's, that's legitimately cool. That's one of those things where I, I wrote, I mentioned something about this with, uh, in a piece today at Shap Shots where it's the type of thing was, it's the type of game that makes you wish that like, uh, hard copy tickets were still a thing because I'd love to be able to like, that's one of those where it's like, Hey, I was there. Yeah. I want to, I want to throw, I want to, that's, I want, I want that hard copy ticket. I want to put it on my desk. I want to put it on the shelf in my office because that's one of those things where you're like, ah, that was a really cool day of baseball and you want to remember it. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I still have my hard copy of winter classic tickets and I, I keep them because I mean, a few months later we got rid of the hard tickets. So yeah. Those are those are kind of antiques now. Yeah. So yeah. I thought of a hockey question for you because yeah. when I saw that you were going to be at the game and I thought to myself, who is the Shohei Otani over your years of covering hockey in that when Shohei, whether he pitches or whether he's at the plate, there's a noticeable difference. And who was the person that you've watched over the years with hockey that you felt, wow, that's just a different class? Um, for me, there's only like as a hockey nerd and a hockey fan, a hockey writer, right? Like, obviously there's so many people, there's so many players where I'm like, I love watching this guy play or this guy skate. But to me, the, the thing that Otani has that he brings to the game and brings to the park where it's you are, you don't have to be a baseball fan to appreciate what he's doing. And to me, the person who he reminds me most of from the hockey world is Dominic Hasek, where Dominic Hasek um, did things in the way he played goalie. You didn't have to be a hockey fan. You didn't have to be a diehard goaltending fanatic or anything like that to see what he was doing was just legitimately cool and like a pitcher he was a goalie so he was in a spot where he was on the ice the whole time and everything like that to me the more and more I think about it the closest thing we've had in hockey to that is probably Dominic Hasek where the way he played the game how unique he was how different he was from everyone else who played his position it's to, to me it's Hasek like that that was one of those things where you're like hey I want to see schedule would come out and you'd be like, I want to see Dominic Hasek play. And that, and that's kind of, to me, that's the, the one at the level. There's obviously guys from mm-hmm. a hockey perspective where I'm like, Oh, I want to see, I definitely want to see McDavid. Oilers come to town. I want to see the Oilers. I want to see McDavid. I want to see, I want to watch, I want to watch Kale McCarr. I want to watch, uh, you, you want to watch Miro Heishkin play, but the way the Otani lore, the, I'm going to make a trip to go see that guy play, or, I 
want to, I'm going to see something I'm not going to see any other night. To me, it's Dominic Hasek, and that's that's the closest thing we've had in hockey. Okay, I'll probably throw out a Vetchkin in that I've always been amazed that throughout his career, like why don't they just put two guys on him in the power play or just have a guy stick with him the whole time? And, and the, I was and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. always amazed at like it. Just to me, it looked like he wasn't trying out there, and yet there'd be that one timer and sure enough, he's on the scoreboard and it's just, I don't know. It was just the way he played that. I'm like, wow, it just, if this guy didn't score, I wouldn't think that this guy's into the game at all. It's just, he glides, you know? It's so to, to me, he was one of those guys that I was just like, wow, I just can't believe this. I mean, if he's that good, why don't you, why aren't you just blanketing him right now? Very, uh, I mean, very, Brett Hull-esque, right? Yes, the, yes. The the not, um, I mean, obviously Ovechkin. Hull was Ovechkin-esque because Ovechkin is the is the is is the gold standard, right? He's going to be the all time leading. He'll be the all time leading goal scorer and, and all of that stuff. So, but very much like Brett Hull, right? Where prime Brett Hull didn't really do much for most of the game, but he'd end up with two goals and an assist. And um, for me, the Ovechkin. Basically, the fact that it looks like he's waiting for a bus by the faceoff dot, and then that's one of the most dangerous stances <laughs> yeah. in all of professional sports. It's 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 kind of it's there's a beautiful irony to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. And there are players around the league, and that's why I continue to say, Stars fans, when the season starts, don't worry about the original six coming to town or Edmonton to see Connor McDavid. I can appreciate that. And if you want, you know, if it's a must see to see Connor McDavid, absolutely pay that premium. But every single team has a player to watch. I truly believe that. If the Ottawa Senators come to town, focus on Thomas Shabbat and see the ease at which he skates. And we'll talk about Ottawa later on in this podcast. But they're just, uh, you know, Carolina, Sebastian Ajo. I mean, you know, early on, I loved watching the L.A. Kings for two reasons. I loved the skating ability of Drew, uh, Drew Doughty and how much time on ice he had. And I just, I love watching the LA Kings because of Anse Kopitar. Uh, I just think that he's just an unheralded player. I mean, we just kind of forget the, how legendary I feel as though he is. So uh, onto your conversation, D Magazine mm-hmm. with Jim Nill, a nice sit down. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get a chance, go to D Magazine and check out Sean's conversation with Jim Nill, a new two-year contract for for Jim Nill. And I wasn't invited um, to have this conversation with you, Sean, but um, you tell the rest. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, obviously. Uh, earlier this week, 
Jim Nill signed the two-year contract extension to be the GM of the Stars for um, three more seasons. It was a two-year extension that officially adds another two years to this uh, this coming season. So he went from basically what could have been considered quote-unquote lame duck GM being in the final year of a deal to now he's got three years of stability. And uh, Nill's tenure is pretty impressive right it's uh i was when i was looking this up if the fact of the matter is since it's funny that you mentioned the winter classic earlier of having the ticket there because since that date january 1st 2020 half of the teams in the league have changed gms at least once like sick and and nil is now the fourth longest tenured gm in currently in the nhl and the longest tenured gm in dallas stars history and I think the people it's, it's kind of one of those funny things with nil and the story was, is, is more about kind of how he built out his, uh, how he, how he goes about things, how it's changed and, and, and things like that. But the thing that I think for stars fans that I really think about is Jim nil is going to be, is that, uh, now they haven't won a cup. Um, so obviously it's the it's he's always gonna be number two in that realm. But like I don't think people realize how much his longevity and his long-term defining to this franchise is having. Like his impact on this franchise is I, I think sometimes gets understated. Um the stars, he came in and he brought some stability. He and he's done it all with a bit of the backdrop of it's not the it's not a simple just build the best roster win a Stanley Cup thing because if that was the case you could make some other you could sacrifice long-term futures for short-term gains nil's not able to do that because of the the mandate and the impact of this market and the and the requirement from Tom Gillardi to basically be in that playoff conversation every single year so Jim's nil Jim nil's job is not as simple as people think it is. Um, and I was really appreciative of how Neil kind of opened up about that, how he discussed how every single move he's always looked at, and, and he's a humble man too. He's totally even mentioned, said it in a quote on the record there. I've made mistakes. It's happened. Um, we all do. We're human. But every single move he's made, he's made with the concept of how do I make the stars better for today and tomorrow and down the stretch and not every gm thinks like that um there are a lot of stars fans i know and we've heard people on this show and i don't disagree with those people sometimes but we've we've heard the people who think he should have been more aggressive here or there or treated this asset for that or whatever and it's always been one step in the now one step in the future and i think people will really appreciate nil's legacy in dallas two or three years after he's gone because whoever takes over next in dallas whether it's an internal or external hire they're not going to be taken over from somebody who basically tried to get the best for themselves in that final year and didn't worry about the future and i think that's going to be nil's lasting legacy he's going to leave at some point some at some point he'll no longer be the stars gm and the stars will still be a contender and competitive because 
Nil was never willing to sell out the future for for right now and try to and, and just give himself the best chance of something. I think I think it's a it's an it's an interesting thing in sports because a lot of GMs, not many GMs take that mentality um because A, it's they have short time to prove they should have a job. And B, they can they can easily they can easily be fired, so they're not really worried about what the next guy's getting. Yeah, two things when I read the article. I agree with you. I thought the candid conversation regarding that our job is to get people in the seats during the regular season. Everyone gets excited for stars hockey in the playoffs. I thought that was interesting because the franchise really hasn't talked about that too much. Yeah. So I yeah. thought, you know, great job. The other thing that I loved about the article, Sean, was, you know, in sports, it becomes a job and it granted they want to do well. They want to, you know, win the prize. But to me, I got the sense that Jim Nill still appreciates that this franchise gave him the opportunity, although he was courted for, you know, for other NHL teams, he chose Dallas and I feel as though his loyalty is strong and his passion is strong for this franchise. And that's what I got out of that article as well. And I'm not saying that, you know, other GMs around the league might not have that, but as you said, you know, the, the turnover is so high and I just feel as though Jim Nill really feels strongly about this franchise. And what I also got from this article was, is that he is a great protector from Tom Gallardi. I'm not saying that in a negative way, but mm-hmm. he's the one that takes the conversation regarding, you know, moves to be made. And he's the one that has to block it and say, no, we can't do that because Logan Stankoven is the future. And he puts his butt on the line. And I do appreciate that because there are GMs that would acquiesce to the owner's wishes. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's an incredible balance that Jim Neal has to strike with an owner like Tom Gillardi. It is the, um, it's it's funny because if if Tom Gillardi, Gavin, if Tom Gillardi was an owner in any other town, he would be way he would be looked at as way more hands on by the general public. Yes, but he shares <laughs> his team plays in a market where. The owner is the GM, literally, yep. and, and for the biggest team for the biggest team in North America, basically. And the other owner, who is not the GM, but he is uh, very hands-on in everything day to day with Mark Cuban and the Mavericks. So it's it's Tom Gillardi by Dallas standards is the third most controlling owner. But as far as NHL standards go, he is one of the more uh, opinionated at the table owners, um, at the, in the league and Nil's job is to obviously deliver the team the owner wants, but his team, his job is also to give the measured pushback that doesn't allow the owner to completely run him over as, 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 as could easily happen. So, um, I, uh, I, I think it's, it's, and it's one of those, Jim is very, good at he he doesn't speak poorly of other people and he will never really i I think he'll always keep his mouth shut on 
some of the challenges that have presented by the ownership forum and everything like that. But so he's not going to give himself credit. So I'm going to do it. Like it is not easy to be a GM when the owner is a fanatic and it's good to have a fanatical owner at times, but it is not, but like you read old stories about the Yankees and, and the, and the Stein and the Steinbrenners about people who were like, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's that extreme, but it's, it, it is a space where sure. nil. T- yeah. But nil does a lot that nil does a lot to achieve his job that I people that, that people don't realize he's hurdle jumping because he's never going to complain about it. Yeah. Yeah. And from Gallardi's side, especially in hockey, that playoff gate means so much as far as revenue. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't blame Gallardi for pushing and, you know, wanting to make the playoffs all year, but it wasn't necessarily what I liked about Nils response was he admitted that he doesn't feel as though DFW will sit through a rebuild similar to Chicago. And I mm-hmm. thought that yeah. was fascinating as well. And yeah. he did allude to the 2017 draft and how that was a, I don't want to call it a franchise saver, but it really changed the dynamic in which the the franchise was going for those draft picks to pay such massive dividends. Um, that was their rebuild, essentially. So yeah. I, I found that fascinating as well. And that's kind of a future nugget that we should keep in mind that, you know, rebuilds are tough here because they are afraid of losing that fragile fan base. And it's, and it's a, the people listening to this show, right? Like, it's always funny. We've, we have this conversation sometimes the people listening to this show, you're not the, you're not the issue, right? Like if you're listening to spits and suds, you are, you're, you're the hockey fan that we know we, this show is for you. This show is for the hockey fan at DFW who wants more. And hopefully we can turn more and more general sports fans in DFW onto the show. That'd be great. Tell your friends as we tell people, but in general, it is more and more about the general populace where it is the the reality of the day in DFW, the general sports fan. We know it's a Cowboys town first through fifth and you're, you're fighting against that. And it's, it's, it's good for, it's good to know, I guess is what you put it. It's good to know that the stars are self-aware of that because I think when you, if you're not self-aware, that's when you start to put yourself into potential trouble, right? So, <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, and that's a great transition to our next topic. 